Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the UW Film Club podcast, where each week we invite a member of the club onto the show to talk about a movie of their choosing. Whether that movie be good, bad, topically relevant, or anything in between, it's all on the table. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Saunders, and joining the podcast, as always, is Cynthia Lee. Woo, I'm finally back. <laughs> yeah. How was your vacation? It was, um, it was good until our flight got delayed for, like, two days. Oh, fun. That's why, we, that's why there was, like, a missing week two weeks ago mm-hmm. where we couldn't record. Yeah. I was planning to come back and then watch the movie and record, like, mm-hmm. and then my flight got delayed two days, and so I was stuck right. for, um, without my computer or anything mm-hmm. I could watch a movie on and I couldn't I was with my family so I didn't want to record record. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah fortunately we had kind of a contingency plan uh Zach and I were planning on having the ready or not podcast out for uh the Monday before it came out but that didn't work out so there was just not a podcast that week uh, so we apologize for that. But. I'm just going to blame Delta. Blame Delta <laughs> for my two-day delay on a flight. Cancel Delta Airlines. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we hope you enjoyed having Zach on the podcast last week because we'll be having more guests on once the school year starts. Woo! Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, another opportunity for you all to get involved if you if you want to which would be really cool. These, they po- these podcasts are a lot of fun to make, so I hope you would enjoy being involved in them. And they're, they're we really get to cool. watch random movies that we just pull out of our head. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, again, topically relevant or anything in between. Yeah. Like pick literally any movie, I mean, within the realms of, as long as it's not, um, I don't know. Though most of them this summer have been topically relevant, including the one that we're going to be talking about today. Yes, we're, we're going to be talking about um, it, and I guess... Um, we are not I'll, one week behind on this one. It's yeah, coming. It, this, it's out this is when out. we're recording. Like, it's premiering today, the day right. we're recording. Mm-hmm. But that should give us enough leeway to be in the conversation, because... Yeah. <laughs> right. I, well, we are, yeah, we are recording this on Friday, September 6th. Uh, so it, chapter two is officially released. Um, I saw it last night at a surprisingly dead premiere. Like it was at my local theater and there was only about like nine other people. What time did you go? There. Um, I mean, it was pretty early. It was five. See, that's so not it the makes thing sense. now, right, with movie premieres. Just, it used to be with movie premieres, it's like, oh, dead at midnight, you're going to be watching. You're going to be watching the film with everyone at midnight, and it felt like an actual special event. And now that mm-hmm. like premieres keep getting pushed back, first it was like, oh, now we're going to be watching at 10 p.m. Oh, now 7 p.m., and now something mm-hmm. like a 5 p.m. showing. Now, it's like basically the, um, yeah, they, they, they keep, getting pushed back like i i when i saw i saw it once upon a time in hollywood also opening night Mm -hmm. uh, opening thursday night but it was not even night it was 4 p.m yeah exactly like i remember as a kid or yeah when did yeah i don't remember i remember a bunch of people like being super psyched about watching when did fault in our stars come out Ooh, must have been like 20 
13 or 14 or something like that. I remember a ton of my friends being really excited to watch it at midnight. And now, like, when I talk to... Do they even have midnight showings anymore? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so, because theaters close at, like, 11. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's odd. It's odd. I I don't know what prompted the sudden change, but I, I don't... Even for, like, big movies. But I'm surprised with It Chapter 2 just because last night I was on Twitter and it was trending. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. avoid, avoid. Because yeah. I don't, I don't want to... You want to spoil yourself? Or I just don't want anyone to ruin... I want to go in with an open mind, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things where I walked out of it and... Well, I guess we'll get more into it. But there's certain aspects of It Chapter 2 that I actually like a lot more than chapter one, but it seems like that's kind of a controversial opinion right now. Cause it is, it's been getting pretty mixed reviews. That's yeah. From what I've seen on letterbox, mm-hmm. that seems like the case. Um, I don't know. I just like I, it. Chapter two has such a good cast. So it, I don't know. It's, it's why it, I've, I have to like hard disagree with some people that say like, Oh, the chemistry's not there anymore because they, did pitch perfect casting for the second one. Like they all are so reminiscent of their past characters, mm-hmm. especially, um, um, I'm like spacing on the character names right now, but especially Richie, like, okay. Bill Hader knocks out of the fucking part. Uh, He's so good. Finn Wolfhard's character. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the problem with it is I don't know any of the characters names. I just do it. Uh, I I like write. I only I know Beverly. <laughs> That's it. it's like Beverly, Bill, Ben, Mike. Uh, See white people and their names. Sorry, it's just like. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's. it's I mean, hard to, as someone who has a very white person name as well, but <laughs> Bill, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, we we have to. It's just hard <laughs> to remember. Yeah, my name is Jim. I feel that a lot. So. <laughs> uh, but I guess we're not complaining about names. There's just so many of them. There's like seven of them, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's weird because I feel like I really want to talk about chapter two, but you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can just. I don't know. Yeah, I would not add anything to the discussion if we yeah. talked about it chapter 2 other than I keep seeing the trailer and oh and like the thing that I guess worries me is like I keep reading that's like oh this is the most amount of blood you'll see in a movie which don't Is think, that what people are saying about it? No, that that was just a headline I remember reading about it. It may be wrong. About chapter two? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. There's like, without spoilers, I, I think I know what they're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a good amount of blood in it, chapter one, so. Yeah. Stephen King loves his giant pools of blood. Okay. Before we talk about it, chapter one, the film itself, have you read it? I haven't, but okay. I intend to. Okay. I haven't either. From what I've heard from people who have read it, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, and all over the place. Um. Yeah, I think with it for okay, I haven't read the book, 
but I've heard a lot about it and like, and especially from a couple of friends that have read it and told me about it, that in it, it gets really cosmic and really weird and, um, and like, and like love, like Lovecraftian at points. Um, like (laughs) this, everything with like this giant turtle in space or some, some shit. Oh God. And (laughs) I think what was really smart about the first, well, there's a lot of really smart things about the first it, in my opinion, but the first it movie, but I think it was smart of them to, cause I've heard about some scenes that are in the book that if translated on film would be very, very iffy. Um, oh yeah, I've heard of that too. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, <laughs> it's a very good thing that they didn't do what they. Is it with <laughs> Beverly? Um. Well, one of the scenes that I'm talking or that I, I'm thinking about. One of the I don't things know. I've just was, heard it's not. There's some stuff that in it the yeah, book that I, are iffy. Yeah, to I think say I the think least. I think you probably know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. It doesn't. It, it involves all the characters. Uh huh. Um. But besides that, there's other weird cosmic stuff that is explored in the book that they leave out of it chapter one, which I think is a good thing because it still it would not be really over, unfocused. Really unfocused. Like it wouldn't have been necessary to tell the story that they're trying to tell for chapter one, and chapter two really leans into that stuff more. The cosmic stuff. The cosmic stuff, or uh, I guess just the just the more weird elements of the book because they felt like, oh, they we can do this now because we're the second part and more, more I think it mature, also, so it, like older well, actors may be able to... I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's just because by making, by leaving some of that weirder stuff, they had more people invested in the in the first one. Like, I think the first one is easily more accessible, like on a, on a cursory level it's a lot more accessible and less like weird yeah, it's yeah. just like a straightforward it's straight it's straight yeah it's really straightforward yeah yeah i don't have the boys names memorized but <laughs> um so basically um it's bill's the main character right so bill has this little brother named uh, georgie georgie um in the beginning of the movie they show bill and georgie they're building this paper boat and um it's like pouring outside and georgie wants to go sail the boat so then they build the boat georgie takes the boat outside and it's a rainy dark day so you know stuff's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and um bill sorry to interrupt but um bill sort of lies to georgie about being sick because he doesn't want to go outside and play when it's so rainy outside yeah. Um, and so they make this boat, and then he lets Georgie outside, and then Georgie eventually comes across this sewer. Mm-hmm. And that is the first in- instance where the audience sees that there's this force or the, there's this um, entity uh, that they just refer to as pe- well, Pennywise. It's Pennywise. Right? And it's pretty explicit. He's a clown, but no one really knows what to call him, so they call it it. Hence mm-hmm. the title, ha 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 ha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but Georgie sails the boat. The boat goes into a sewer. That's where we meet Pennywise. Pennywise is hiding in the sewer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ends up talking to Georgie 
which, you know, goes very poorly, and Pennywise ends up killing Georgie or taking him away. Yeah. Yeah. Is Georgie the only one that Pennywise kills? Because it seems like at the end, spoiler, like, all the kids are falling back down, so... I assume that Pennywise was just hoarding them or something. No, I, I'm. I, or did he actually kill all of them? I think I think he actually killed all. Of okay, them. okay. Because Georgie isn't alive at the end, and neither yeah. are um, I think, the rest of them. I think a couple of like the bully kids later on are are dead. Like that one is still dead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so then the death of Georgie is like the first star of Pennywise's little purge that he does every 27 years where he kills a bunch of children. It's Mm -hmm. mostly, yeah, it's all children. Bill doesn't actually believe that Georgie is dead and he continues to try and find Georgie. Mm -hmm. And basically the whole plot of it is like Pennywise starts terrorizing Bill and all his friends and they try to figure out what the hell is going on and stop this force. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think the whole crux and heart of it is like all it's all these kids trying to figure out what's going on and and putting an end to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people love so much about this first one and what works so well is that it's it's so simple and it's just all these kids that have incredible chemistry and they're all really really well performed because mm-hmm. <laughs> it sort of has oh were you gonna say otherwise you're gonna say like oh you don't think i think good? the guy who plays bill is hit or miss i think the rest of the cast is really good okay but the guy who plays bill i don't want to like shit on child actors because he's like really good at some points but there are some points where I, uh, he can he, i don't it doesn't work for me Jaden martell is his name mm-hmm. but like he had like a, a last name change because it says and on IMDb, it says Bill Denbro as Jaden Lieberher, but now he's Jaden Martell. Completely irrelevant, <laughs> I know, but... That's a... Why Martell? I wonder. It might be his, like, mom's maiden name or something. Yeah, I don't know. But I think the girl who plays Beverly is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Finn, Finn Wolfhart kind of steals it in the same way that Bill Hader steals it in part two, playing the same Finn character. Finn Wolfhard talks so fast in this movie. Him and yeah. um, Shazam Boy, uh, <laughs> Jack Dylan Grazer, they talk like... Oh, that's the same... Quick. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the same kid. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've been doing really nitpicky stuff, but like, they talk fast <laughs> in this movie. Those two boys especially. <laughs> Not, yeah, but I think not I think Bill. <laughs> Bill doesn't talk fast. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, he's got um, a, he's got yeah. a stutter. But I think I think their relationship and seeing it play out is so charming. I and think, seeing them all deal with it. I think for me, what's impress or what I like about it is the relationship and banter that the kids have with one another. Mm-hmm. It actually seems like innocent fun between all of them. I really like the point moments in this film where they're just having fun or like talking or planning like they're just playing in their own imagination kind of thing my Mm -hmm. favorite scene is when they do the jumping off the cliff and then they're just playing in the water yeah that's my favorite scene in it and that's what Mm -hmm. i really really like in this movie 
is just seeing them play out and and play off each other. Yeah. 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 I agree. It's it's one of the reasons why this movie is is so um is so interesting. Because I think if you're going to look at it as like a straight up horror movie, like based off of like how scary it is, you're not going to have a great time, which I think is why them leaning into those child performances and in and and those characters and strengthening, just seeing them develop throughout this entire situation is, is, is it's good that they focused on that more because the scares aren't very scary, at least in my opinion. I think the scares are so cartoonish. But I think it's... Well, it, one reason is because it's Pennywise and that whole character is a cartoon mm-hmm. pretty much. But for mm-hmm. me, like it feels like two different movies. The one that wants to scare the fuck out of you and then the other one that has this like really cool developmental... The, not developmental, that's not the right word I'm looking for. But this really cool, intimate film about kids growing up and kids facing their fears and letting Mm -hmm. them go and i think for me personally this film doesn't blend them that well together i Mm. okay i think i think because um i get what you're saying but i think because it has that heart and it has that element of all the kids it sort of strengthens the horror a little bit because it sort of becomes this interesting really heartfelt pastiche to like to like 80s films like the goonies and like other other even like coming of age films i think okay. it's a really cool I have, blend i'm gonna admit something that might terrify like a billion people i've never seen the goonies oh i mean i saw it like <laughs> forever ago uh, so I, I can't really speak on the quality of that film either but i think i don't know i feel like if it if it was just these kids growing up it would have been something that we we'd have already seen before because we've already seen so many coming of age films. We've already covered so many coming of age films on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But I think I think as just the horrors, the, the horror element, like the horror element, if it was just with if it was just that without the quality of the kids and their performances, it would have not been very good. So I think it's a really cool, interesting combo. Not necessarily saying it's something that we haven't seen before, but I I like how one how one complements the other so much and how Pennywise sort of appears as to each of the individual kids as something that they're dealing with or something that they're they're going through. And I how, yeah, I really liked the first half in which it, mm-hmm. like Pennywise literally transforms into all their fears and starts haunting mm-hmm. them. And then you kind of get the idea of what this film is good about. It's about kids kind of trying to face their fears and growing up and mm-hmm. just being and kids. But I think it gets dropped in the end. It, you kind of talk about how It Chapter 2 does that cosmic thing. You kind of get that vibe in the like end with the floating children. And for me, like the end is very... Other than the part where, they shoot, where Bill has to shoot his little brother mm-hmm. because he's basically... He's basically like destroying his fear or getting oh trying to get over his fear and that's like a physical act of doing so for Mm -hmm. me that final act just doesn't do it for me it doesn't blend Hmm. it doesn't really emphasize the theme for me that well it just becomes this whole horror mess of trying to get rid of pennywise and bill skarsgård 
up in the ante by like a hundred. Oh yeah, he he kills it in this movie too, and in chapter two, honestly. Even if I think uh, Pennywise is a lot more uh, Skarsgård family is just like they <laughs> they take some roles. <laughs> the Skarsgård acting dynasty clan, yeah. yeah. They're like the new um, Coppolas. <laughs> um, anyway, like Coppolas don't act though. Skarsgårds act, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think so. Oh, well, <laughs> Sofia Coppola is a much better director than actor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah. like, <laughs> Godfather 3, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway. No, I think, I think Pennywise is much better used in the first one than in the second one. Because I think his force is a lot more mysterious, I suppose, in, in the first one. And we already kind of know what... Like, because it, Chapter 2 was just a continuation of the first one, we already mm-hmm. know what the threat is. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of Chapter 2 is just trying to... Redo fo- everything? Not necessarily redo everything, but just them trying to re-remember stuff that happened. And so, therefore, there's just a lot of flashbacks and there's a lot of character drama. And I think the horror and the scares in that one, I think they might come across as like a little scarier maybe that was just me like because i was seeing it in an actual theater i uh-huh. didn't see the first one in an actual theater yeah me neither but because you know how sort of the feelings are sort of amplified when it's the big screen and the stereo system and and really dark and yeah right yeah. Right, right whereas i saw the first one like in my living room <laughs> when, <laughs> when the lights were on so i think it, it obviously like viewing experiences will have an impact on how you perceive the horror but i think i think still because we because pennywise was a mysterious force to both the audience and the characters it created a really cool duality in the first one i think the first one has such a solid script to me it's not like (laughs) masterful writing or anything but i think it has a really solid premise and it has a really interesting uh, emotional core to it. Uh, I think it, yeah, 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 written, yeah. Co-written by Kerry Fukunaga, who is fantastic, and if you haven't seen True Detective, go see True Detective on HBO. Kerry Fu- Fukunaga didn't do It Chapter 2, right? No, I was just going to say that, because I think you can kind of notice it, because I think <laughs> the writing is a little bit weaker in Chapter 2. Especially stuff with stuff you hear uh, about Fukunaga is wild. <laughs> yeah, um, especially with unfortunately Bev's character because I think Bev's character is one of the most interesting of Chapter One. Oh, but, but hands down, yes. But I feel like they give her not much to do in Chapter Two. No it's fucking really way. Yeah. They they cast but, Jessica Chastain as Beverly and they don't do shit with her. Um. Well. And, uh, you not don't to say, do that. Not to, say, not to say that they don't do shit, but the shit that they do isn't anything new or interesting. Because her character doesn't have that much agency, which is really, really, really unfortunate. And I think because of that, it seems like too faithful an adaptation to the book, just based on what I've heard from about the book. Um, is Beverly a very subdued character in the book? Because in, in chapter one, she has 
a lot of agency and there's a lot of motivation and she's mm-hmm. a very complex character. She's kind of this tomboy that has or presents a tomboy exterior to like her friends, but is seen as only this object to uh, certain people around her. Mm-hmm. Well, I think how, you know how there was kind of just like, kind of like the, the love triangle thing going on in the first one, but it was like, that's not, not that's not a thing. That's a, it's one, it was literally, no, <laughs> that was just like childhood infatuation. But yeah, I, right. yeah, I understand. But, yeah. But, that's kind of what they just do with her again with again? the second one. Oh my god! And what I liked about the love triangle, quote unquote, in it chapter one, it's like it's, it's really very, not a love triangle. It's not. Like it's, it's a one-sided thing between Bill and Beverly, mm-hmm. where they like each other. And wait, what's his name again? Ben. Ben and kind of just obsesses from a, not obsessed is like smitten from afar. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just funny because it really emphasizes that these are children mm-hmm. and they kind of have a childish way of thinking about love and crushes and girls and boys and stuff like that. Right. It's not really, there's no tension mm-hmm. because that, because that there's this one sided love triangle. Right. And it's very much like in the background. It's not yeah. like a... It's not like a major. It just plot adds point. to the theme, the theme of it, chapter one. Mm-hmm. But it's not the just focus. Growing up and and developing themselves and and trying to get stronger and overcome, uh, not only Pennywise obviously, but Pennywise also is like kind of the embodiment of everything that they're going through in in that period of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the characters are all kind of, like, they, they refer to themselves as, like, the losers, and they're sort of, like, quote-unquote, like, social outcasts. <laughs> and I think, I think them banding together at the end was, was sort of a, a, a triumphant moment for all of them. Well, because they, they all, really emphasize the point of, like, we need to stick together or else right. we will be individually preyed on, and that's what we they want. We will literally all die, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, th- I think... It chapter one is just like a really really solid movie. Like, um, I understand why some people aren't a super big fan of it because I'm. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of it either. I just think that like objectively, like the script is is super solid. The performances are all really good. What do you Except- feel about the antagonists other than Pennywise in this film? Because like I think they really deter from the film itself. Like, these are very cartoonish antagonists. They do something... Okay, let me tell you. Without spoilers, they do something really fucking weird with one of them in in chapter two. There's only one alive. Is it the... What's his name? I'm not gonna say... I'm not gonna say which one, but... There's only one alive. Unless it's well, the I, mom. The I mom can't, was weird as well. That I mom. can't... Okay, okay. I, it's been like three weeks since I last saw chapter one, but because <laughs> um, to me there's like three main antagonists other than Pennywise. It's um, Beverly's dad. Mm-hmm. It's who's the little kid Jack uh, Shazam boy. Yep. What's his name? <laughs> What's his name in the movie? I'm like blanking. Shazam and boy. Uh, 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 uh. If it's like Mike or something. Sh- 
Eddie. Eddie. Eddie's mom, who is... Have you seen the act? Or Sharp Objects? I forgot what it's um, called. But it's basically, like, people who want to, like... Or they don't hurt their... Eddie's mom doesn't do this, but basically it's, like, pe- parents who will hurt their children intentionally so then they can care for them. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, they're just abusive. There's... Um, yeah, it's just people who want to have some type of control over their children. It's, mm-hmm. it's abuse. It's abuse, essentially. But yeah. um, Eddie's mom then, is like an over-medicator, essentially. Like, he, she'll give him pills. all And, mm-hmm. like, tell him... I don't know if he actually has, like, asthma or blah, 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 but he develops this very hyper-awareness because his mm-hmm. mom keeps telling him. It becomes kind of like a, like a hypochondriac yeah. because of all this anxiety presented on him by his, his mom. mom yeah 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 there you go words I, words today and then um <laughs> the bully i forgot his name as well bowers bowers he's one of them one the, of them the one who um kills his dad yes bowers yeah and then there's bowers uh, can i can i ask you if is that the one that was left alive yes okay i can say it because i couldn't really remember <laughs> Yeah, he's they not, do weird. They do weird shit with him. Okay, because like one. the mom is so irrelevant because she seems so powerless at the end, and then the dad got killed by the bully. Yeah, yeah. But for me, they're just so cartoonish. It was mm-hmm. kind of like, again, I. Well, in 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 that way, I don't really mind it because it already is going with sort of that. Um, that callback, that pastiche to like these '80s horror movies and these coming-of-age films, where mm-hmm. all the characters are like, all the antagonists are um, super exaggerated and cheesy and and just stuff like that. And yeah, I'm. It, they definitely weren't my the favorite parts. I of the movie hated Bauer's were. character. That's probably why I have such a problem with it. The yeah. mom isn't really a big deal, and then I think the Beverly's dad. Mm-hmm. Him being cartoonish it was kind of just really like I felt very, very much elation. Oh my god, I, that doesn't sound right, but I'm just gonna go with it. I felt elated when he died, so I guess it was like fine that he was cartoonish because mm-hmm. it kind of heightens your sense of relief and elation once he is dead because he is very cruel. But mm-hmm. Bauer's character just never made sense to me other than he was really mean and then Pennywise corrupted him. Yeah, mean to, him. Like, to like, everybody. Yeah. Like, all, all, specifically, like, all the kids. He... All the kids like, in that group. what for in your head reason. has to... What in your head motivates the idea that carving out someone's name on their stomach is okay? Well, it... But he, it, it's but not even he like, just doesn't it's not even add like, anything for me other than he's just this plot device that kind of bands the kids together. Right. But that already happens with Pennywise. I don't need another annoying character to do it for me. I think it's just to really And kill his dad. I think it's just to really emphasize the fact that all these kids are like, are these outcasts and these quote-unquote losers that get picked on all the time. But it's not even like they're getting teased or... or you know, just like they're people are making like fun of them. Abused. They're like, they're like Bowers is straight up about to fucking murder them. Like on multiple instances. It's wild. Like the, anything that comes against these kids other than Pennywise is very, very over the top and cartoonish. And maybe 
that's part of kind of what they're going for. It's like this over the topness horror and fear because like even in the beginning, like Beverly gets poured shit on her head. So Mm -hmm. it's all like all the external forces going against the losers club other than Pennywise seem just so over the top and so exaggerated Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the reason why I think it doesn't blend that well. Cause there's like two things for me going on in this film. There's like this very over the top ho- funhouse horror going on. And then there's this very cool, intimate, emotional arc that's also going on that doesn't really blend well sometimes in my opinion, but I don't know. It'll I just be... can't place one thing about it. I want to hear from you when you see chapter two, because I think, mm-hmm. I think chapter two might have the same problem or you might have the same problem with chapter two, because it's like, I feel like it goes all in for the comedic stuff. Comedic too, stuff. For the comedic oh, stuff. no. Which there's, chapter one. I don't like, think it doesn't even this, have that. It doesn't, it's not that bad. Considering the slew of Marvel films that I've seen. That's actually... Yes. Okay, that's actually really interesting that you bring it up because when I walked out of chapter two, the one movie I can think of in comparison was Endgame. Or it feels like, like this big, jokes. weird... I, I just... Well, yeah, but also in the sense where it's this big, weird, bombastic conclusion to like the series or franchise or whatever that feel like... It's just like, okay, let's just do whatever the hell we want to do. Which I admire that, but it also comes with a lot of a lot of flaws because well, they're kind of just like... Well, if there is that, like, Endgame had 20 films to build itself to, so you kind of deserve your ending there, where it yeah. Chapter 2 had only one two-hour film before it. It felt, it felt very ballsy, and you 27 for lack of a better word. year jump, <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. It, it almost feels, ironically enough, because it... Okay, it was a novel, and then an over-a-thousand-page novel, mind you. That oh, was, yeah, that was, um, sorry to any book lovers, I'm not reading that. <laughs> sorry. I, I'm actually very curious to, to check it out, because I'm trying to... Uh, I have a friend who's... more pages? Oh, my God. I read I, The Goldfinch this summer, and that was, like, 700 pages. And oh, I, wow. I told myself, okay, no, and I'm done for this summer. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I have a friend who's like super into Stephen King and has, I don't know, had read to have, all the books. Had to have read like ah, at least like half of them. Um, that keeps telling pages. me to. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely want to read uh, The Shining and Doctor Sleep before those come out, though, because I think those are hopefully a little shorter than a thousand pages. Um, I heard Stephen. I don't. I have not read a single novel by him. Someone will probably like gasp at that. But I read I like the read. the Stand by Me short story. Oh, okay. But most yeah. of his books are long, right? That's the thing. Yeah, very very long, mm-hmm. very long. Um, <laughs> Someone's gonna be so mad at me, but <laughs> I don't really read. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, I get that. I get that. When I was younger, I used to be like a huge reader. And then, I don't know, something happened where I just stopped as much. I don't know if it was like oh, I discovered. I, I know the exact reason why I don't read. It's called high school after they made me read 
Shakespeare and Jane Austen and, or not Jane Austen's fine, but like Dostoevsky, all these classic literature stuff that like, I, that does not appeal to me whatsoever. And then I just kind of fell off the reading wagon. Annotations. Oh, yeah. I remember my English teacher like, oh, time for your annotations check. It's like, what? Some people, I mean, I do annotations now when I read for homework. But like, some people don't like to annotate when they're reading, especially if it's a fictional book. I understand having annotate, like having like, recommending annotations yeah but you like, can't okay, force so you someone keep... to annotate well and i think i think the the idea of grading annotations is so ridiculous because they're so objective like you're yeah. writing notes for yourself literally what i ended up doing in high school was like oh a word i didn't know oh this is the definition that's my annotation and it i like passed because of that yeah and but it really like made me not want to read for most of high school I'm like getting back into the vibe of things and like finally I get to read things that I'm interested in Mm -hmm. like no offense to Shakespeare lovers and I understand the importance (laughs) of those things it's just Mm -hmm. like you're gonna make me read King Lear and Richard III (laughs) like come on (laughs) I I didn't I didn't get to read like any Shakespeare outside of Romeo and Juliet in Oh my um, god, Romeo and Juliet <laughs> in my freshman year, my high school teacher. We read the book. It was like fine, whatever. That one was like one of the yeah. easier things I've read. But we got to see like three versions of Romeo and Juliet movies. <laughs> Did you watch the Haley Stan the Haley Stanfield version? That's the version we saw. We watched the finale. I think it's finale or finale. I forgot his name. He recently passed away. Um, let me. Mm. But I was, he passed away, which is very sad, but there was something funny on Twitter where it was like, this is the Romeo and Juliet version where everyone got to like see nudity for the first time, basically. Franco Zeffirelli. I've I've heard about that. And I remember like explicitly in my high school class, my my, um, teacher wanted to block out that scene because there's like a really tiny nip slip in that film and so what happened was like he kind of forgot when it happened and then when it happened he like ran to the screen and like put his hand up and i never forget that but the good thing that came out of that is um he introduced me to baz lerman and i really like baz lerman's work so I think I saw your letterbox review about Rocket Man, and you said something like, "I wish Baz Luhrmann directed this" or oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I saw Rocket Man recently, and honest to God, I kind of loved it. And maybe that's just because Bohemian Rhapsody is just so fucking bad. But because uh-huh. <laughs> it Rocket Man just does everything that that does, but ten times better, and it's from the same director, pretty much. So it's shocking well, well it's not like dexter fletcher didn't have to patch up brian singer's mess <laughs> and yeah. so i guess that's the reason why uh yeah. since this is not a rocket man pod, i'm just gonna keep my thoughts on it short basically i really liked it when they like did all the over the top stuff and i hated it when it came back to reality <laughs> so really yeah oh, i thought it was Oh, that's a shame. That's, I, why, I, I thought, that's why I said I, thought, I wished Baz Luhrmann did it, because Baz mm-hmm. Luhrmann is the expert of creating emotion and arc 
within his movies, but also making it very over the top. If you've seen Romeo and Juliet, mm. if you've seen Moulin Rouge, you get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I get that. I get that. We're it, talking about in chapter one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not over the top in that way, but in my opinion is over the top and it's horrors. Mm-hmm. Hence, for me, it doesn't blend well. But that's, like, kind of my only thing about it. I think it's, like, a fine movie. It just never appealed to me in ways mm-hmm. that when I was looking at Letterboxd, like, everyone loved it. And I was like, oh, wow, I, I feel kind of bad. It just didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Well, I, I feel that way about Chapter 2, but sort of in reverse. Because there's a lot that I loved about it. I loved that it got really weird. And I I'm kind of very interested in this whole cosmic thing. Because, like, yeah. weird stuff well, in movies, if done right, like in Midsommar or, like, hereditary in a way, I guess, if you do, like, out of this world really well, it it's really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I just, I just hmm. love it when you have a big blockbuster that isn't afraid to do that stuff. And I mean, even if it's flawed, I just like when when they just do that and they just go all in because why the hell not? They have the money for it. Mm-hmm. Like, not to say that it chapter two has like was flawless because it has so many. I have so many issues with it. Mm-hmm. But but I think the high points of that movie surpass the high moments of chapter one for me easily. Oh really? Like everything they do with Richie. Uh, the character played by uh, both Finn Wolfhart and Bill Hader is like amazing, in my opinion. Do you and especially, think? Sorry, I had to cut you off. Oh, it's okay. Do you think the problem with maybe? I know you like Chapter One, so I'm just gonna say, like, do you think there may be an issue with the fact that there's like seven of them? Right? There's seven kids, six kids, because the in it Chapter One. There's, like, two characters that, for me, just are not... It wouldn't have affected the movie otherwise, in my opinion, if they weren't there. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate it's the one black kid and... Yeah, um, I knew you were going to say this. They actually do... Mike and Stanley. Yes, because that's actually super interesting that you say that because I think they listened to what people had to say about both those characters and they ended up doing a lot with both of them in chapter two. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Mike, Mike is like very central in, in the second one. Okay, good. I, Cause I just the think, first I just one, think, he's very not anything. Yeah. Which is, and yeah, it is really unfortunate as the only black character in that cast, but they do, they do interesting things with him. Even if he is kind of there, in like the first quarter or not first well yeah kind of first quarter as like a there's as like as like kind of an exposition dump but uh-huh. other than that i think they do really cool stuff with him and then they they do really cool stuff with stanley as well but that'll get into like insane spoilers so i don't want to say anything but um i think it's really it's it's really cool but also really unfortunate that by focusing on those characters and everyone else at the same time, now Bev is put to the side. Like, I feel like if they're... And then the only woman. Oh, my God. We love minorities in film. Clearly, Hollywood agrees. (laughs) Uh, You know, it was just... mm. (laughs) 
we it's like we made room for the black kid or black man now so now we can't make room for the woman like yikes uh are you happy guys but um, those those white kids very important yeah. Oh, oh my for god. Sure, for sure. Oh my god. For sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just think that I don't know, there's something I can't really place my finger on it other than the fact that I think this it chapter one feels like two separate films. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of things that just don't blend in the way that I like it. I mm-hmm. would like it to. But that's just, like, my own what I want out of movies, and that's... I know a lot of people like it, and I'm pretty... Maybe, like, that blending works very well. It seems like it worked really well for you, so... Mm -hmm. That's fine. I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to figure out why it didn't connect with me Mm -hmm. in a way that... Do you you wish it was just, like, a straight-up, like, coming-of-age thing like without the horror no i i think i just usually when i don't like a film i can kind of point out like oh well if they kind of did this i would have liked it but for Mm -hmm. me with this like i wouldn't extract the horror from it because that's because the whole central theme is like them facing their fears and they literally do that with pennywise right what i really like is like when they individually were facing their own fears, like in the beginning, it's like this huge, like I saw the clown, I saw the clown, I saw the clown, but it was like all of their fears. And I really I do, I liked think... the first half where they were individually facing their fears. And we were trying, we were analyzing what was going on with the situation. Cause mm-hmm. those scares work really well while also when kind of understanding, like, these are children, and they're, like... Right, right, when it's from the perspective of those kids. Yeah. Right. And then it, um, it kind of turns into this the perspective of the group, which is kind of the point of the theme, I guess. It's, like, coming together and facing their fears together. But then it... I think once Pennywise manifests into the clown and stays as the clown, rather than change into the individual fears of the kids for me it kind of just misses the mark Mm -hmm. so like in a way i did like the i like what they i like the fun house nature of it where it's like that haunted house scene and then the third act where it's like weird and wacky i just don't think it fits well with with the theme that they're trying to run in the first half okay sure but it works for a lot of other people, so... hmm Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, other similar films, like, to this, specifically. Like, obviously, there's stuff like The Goonies, but... E.T., but less? <laughs> well, but no I mean, scary stuff. <laughs> yeah, but also E.T. wasn't... It's an were, ally, I mean, it, not a film. Here. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, there's obviously, like, Stranger Things. Oh yeah, right. right. There's, I think, I think a lot of the. Well, to me, Stranger Things, blah, 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 Stranger Things digs deeper into the aspect of growing up and coming of age. It doesn't really focus on like, for all three seasons that I've watched Stranger Things, like, I never cared about the monster. <laughs> well, it was I just think, a thing for me. I think 
you only really, or at least I only really did for season one. And I think it's kind of similar in a way, in the sense where after season one, because I, I, I heard, I'm not entirely sure, but was Stranger Things supposed to be an anthology series? Yes, like it's it a was. different. It was. I think what happened is that people fell in love with all these characters in season one, and so they just continued on with them. But because of that, like, obviously people love seeing those characters, and that dynamic is, is fantastic, and all the performances in season one, especially, like, from Millie Bobby Brown, amazing. But because we're sticking with them throughout the entire series, that sense of mystery is sort of lost. Because we all know, like, the Demogorgon... It's, it's just the same threat over and over again, right? Yeah. And so you're left with just the... To retread what, like, these... What these kids are going through over and over, and that's the main appeal of it. I think that's the main appeal of It, Chapter 1, is just seeing those kids... They're dynamic with one another dynamic. and how they react together towards the common em- enemy. Yeah. I think yeah. maybe Stranger Things does it better just because you you have a little more time with them. I think Stranger... Can't talk either. Stranger Things Season 1 is, like, perfect. Is everything with the scare... I think the horror and them all banding together, all the character work is, is fantastic in that show. But... My impression on Stranger Things season one, I don't remember much of it, so I probably have to... I mean, I remember I liked it a lot, but I can't recall my impression on it. Oh, God, memory. But I did really like season three, and what I liked about season three is just because of the dynamic Mm -hmm. of the kids. And that's what I really like about it, is like their dynamic with one another in the beginning, and then it kind of turns into a one-man show at the end where it's like bill i know they have that whole thing at the end where they all end up like getting their punch on pennywise at the end Mm -hmm. but i don't know i just like once they come together at the i don't know something about that third act just doesn't seem right to me okay that's it I, I, I get that. I get that. And it's a bit long. <laughs> oh, just you wait. Just you wait. It, how, I wanna, how, how long is it, chapter two? Two hours and 49 minutes. Fuck me. I, for one, didn't really feel the length at all. But it's also a lot of flashbacks. Oh, no. I heard they, they de-aged Finn Wolfhard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. It was... It was quite noticeable. I think they did something to his voice as well. Because he, like, went through a massive growth spurt. I think that's so funny. Right. Because everyone's right. complaining about de-aging, and then they At actually first, de-age like a 15-year-old boy. Yeah, <laughs> which is really funny. But um, I, at first I was like, oh, wait, because there's flashback scenes that, had, that weren't in Chapter 1. And at first I was like, wait, did they film all these, like, prior like, did they did they film all these when they filmed chapter one? Because no, if so, that would have been really cool. But they didn't. Uh, I yeah. think they they should have done that honestly. But they I I guess didn't have the script ready or whatever. But well, because Carrie Fukunaga didn't write chapter two. two. Well, like he was yeah. supposed to, right? And then like he apparently he's very difficult to work with from mm. articles I've read. So he seems very much like a like an auteur, like a. 
my way or the highway kind of. Yeah, kinda thing. yeah, for sure. For Which sure. I mean, if it's if if you're that talented, I get it. But <laughs> but um, it, chapter two is two hours and forty minutes. I'm yeah, already 49. like when I heard Martin Scorsese's Irishman was like three hours long. I was going to, th- I I was annoyed, but it's Martin Scorsese, so I'll give him a pass. But. There's been it, so many chapter long two movies. does doesn't deserve. Oh my god! It, it's been will so I many... actually see it in theaters now? Then I'm kidding. I probably will. <laughs> it, it's it's likely a much better experience in theaters than it is for um, than it is like at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still recommend seeing it despite all the flaws because like the the good is still very very good. Like the I think. I know I said the the scares probably aren't as impactful or compelling because uh, we already know Pennywise. We already know what he can do, but or what it can do. Sorry, and I mean I, I think the cast is is really really great. Even if they give Jessica Chastain like nothing to do, which makes me really mad because I like <laughs> Jessica Chastain a lot. And I like I like Bev a lot in the first movie, um, but no Bill Hader, dude Bill Hader. Have you have you what watched a guy? Have you watched Barry? I really want to now. Watch Barry. It's super super cool. It's yeah. It's so interesting. He has like a really what I like about Bill Hader is he's an actual film lover. Mm-hmm. So like there's a there's a video online of him in in the Criterion closet. It's it's really funny. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he like he like picks out a uh, sallow. Oh. And it's like oh this is like the perfect date movie. <laughs> <laughs> Last thoughts on it since we're kind of running pretty long. Chapter one. Does chapter um, two not work? Because you said there was cosmic stuff. So my question, because I think it chapter one's kind of safe, is it chapter two unsafe in a bad way? And that's why people don't like it, do you think? Um, it tries to expand itself, but it doesn't land. Not necessarily. I feel very mixed on chapter like, does two. Does it take risks? Do you see them taking risks and then it's just like falling flat on those risks? I don't think it falls Because I don't flat, think it chapter I one has that many risks and that's why it I think it that is what it is in my head. <laughs> I I mentioned earlier that it that it was a novel that got turned into a mini series. I think it's quite ironic that part two feels like it should be its own mini series because it is just like Is it overstuffed? Try, it is. It feels overstuffed for a three-hour-long movie. Like, have you ever seen? Have you seen Watchmen? No. Watchmen, the theatrical cut, is about three hours long, okay. and it feels like it is missing so much. If you've read the graphic novel, but hmm. like, okay. there's like the there's like the director's cut that's just like a little bit longer, like twenty minutes longer, and it like fixes like a bunch of the problems. That's still a very flawed movie, too, because I think Zack Snyder doesn't really get the point of the Watchmen graphic novel. Uh-huh. But but I feel like if it had just gotten, like, a little bit longer, like, a little bit more time to develop, like, Bev, or for the space stuff to not feel as forced, because it's kind of just like an exposition dump. Mm-hmm. Just, like, a little bit more time for things to breathe, mm-hmm. then maybe it would have fixed a lot of the issues but I'm, I don't know. Like it, I'll have to see it again. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'll see it again in theaters or, or what. But I just remember, like, I love the end. I love the end so much. And I love 
what they do with Bill Hader, like Richie, and um, a few of the other characters, where it made the the ride worth it for me, even if it was a little bit rocky and didn't always land. I still think objectively, it chapter one is is a, a better film, like by far. But okay, the highs of chapter two make it worth it for me. Okay, fair. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna watch it in theaters. Yeah, I, I totally get why some people aren't aren't super crazy about this about this second one. Mm-hmm. I, I I really do. I know I know Greg wasn't a big fan of it. I think he gave I think he gave the first one like like a nine or something super crazy, and then he gave the second one a five, and called it a disappointment. I I I totally get it. <laughs> I totally get it. There there are aspects of it that I'm disappointed in too, but. But yeah, I recommend seeing both both these films. Both these films. I recommend seeing Chapter Two in theaters. Uh, if you haven't already, I would definitely recommend checking out Chapter One as well. Yeah, watch movies in theaters. Woo. Yes. Well, I mean, support it, more independent stuff in theaters as well. There's nothing in theaters right now. <laughs> Go see Ready or Not. Ready or Not still playing. Oh I liked, yeah, I, I still have to see Ready or Not. Uh, I'm, if you haven't already, I'm excited to go back to Seattle. It's a little more easier to get to some stuff there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited for everything that's going to be coming out. This Bad Astra. I am so you, excited. Okay. Jojo Rabbit and The Lighthouse are coming out on the same day. I think I'm going to go day. see Jojo Rabbit first just because I know I can handle it. Where um, The Lighthouse... Makes me uneasy just because, like, Robert Eggers is um, weird. Yeah. To say the you've least. Se- yeah. You've seen The Witch? I'm planning to because I think I might put it in our Halloween week. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, well, you've got plenty of awesome films planned uh, for, this, for this school year. Yeah, uh, we have first... our programming done. Woo! Yeah. Don't say yep, our yep, first yep. one yet, because I still. Oh, I was just going to say our first one. <laughs> thank you for warning, or thank you for stopping me. But um, yeah, we got a lot of stuff happening. School right. is about to start. If you are yeah. a freshman or transfer student, and you are doing dog days, you should check out our dog days event on September twenty third and twenty fourth. We are doing Film Jeopardy, which is super fun. Um, and we'll also be showcasing some films that we do for UW Student Film Festival and just kind of going over what we do at Film Club, like this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And again, if you ever want to get involved in this podcast at, after dog days, then there'll hopefully be a, probably be a, a sign-up sheet, right? Like we usually have at meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, so... Um, Basically, just put down a film you want to talk about, um, and then, you know, obviously your name, so we know who you are, and then email probably, so we can get in, in contact with you and sort of figure out a time and place where we can meet up to, to make that happen. Please do it, or else me and Jim will have, like, literally probably be picking films, like, out of a hat <laughs> to pick <laughs> what we want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, check out our Dog Days event. It'll yes. be super cool. We'll also be tabling when school starts. So that's in, from when we release this pod. It'll be two weeks away. So please check the, that out. Mm-hmm. More people, the better. 
we love talking sure. to people about films and mm-hmm. we got some cool stuff lined up ready for you that's right that's right um, and so lots ho- of free screenings ho- hopefully yes oh my gosh what, one of the one in my opinion one of the best parts about being in film club is yeah. all the advanced screenings because yeah. you get to be like you get to you get to brag to your friends like oh my god I saw this movie like a month in advance I saw Booksmart way early <laughs> yeah same here same here that's one of the best films of the year so you got there's plenty of really cool opportunities to be involved once you're in film club mm-hmm. so I hope to see if there's any freshman or transfer student listening to this right now I hope to see you all at dog days because it's going to be really cool and really fun um, yeah and yeah that kind of does it for our it podcast. <laughs> I think so. I, this is probably this is, I don't know. This might be one of the longest ones. It's because we so haven't far. talked to each other in like two weeks for a podcast, so we had to let everything out. Even right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last one was quite short. The last one was only like forty minutes. Just Zach and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's been a while. Yeah, we, we had a lot of Delta. catching up to do. Curse you, Delta. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag cancels out there. JK, I, I have like a $200 <laughs> gift card from them because of it. So. Oh, nice. So that's okay, I guess. <laughs> Good for your next flight. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Hashtag don't cancel Delta Airlines. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. I think that's about it. Yeah. That's about it. Uh, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. I always say it in a different order. It doesn't matter. Some- At least you nailed all of them, <laughs> so it's okay. Um, and then you can find us on Facebook uh, at Film Club. At, sorry, UW Film Club. And then find us on Instagram and, and Twitter at Film Club UW. Uh, Whoever has UW Film Club, I'm coming after you. I want that username for Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I, who who would University who of Wisconsin? It? Oh no way! Yeah. Oh and my gosh! And it has gosh. like zero followers. That's really funny. Uh, That's really funny. It reminds me of the of the uh, the UW teens for boundless memes. That was a that was a trend in there for a while. Like UW versus UW. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. But anyways, uh, from last I checked, it might I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> very, very funny, if true. I think that's it. I think, is that it? Is yes, that it? Yeah. What else do we usually next say? Week, <laughs> next week, we'll be we're doing Inception? Question? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which will be interesting. Yeah, Inception, I haven't seen it since I was like 10 years old. Me too. Yeah. Well, I so, just recently saw it. And yeah, <laughs> it'll be an interesting <laughs> look back. Yep. Yep. Did you end up finishing his filmography? So I actually watched Inception and then went back and did it. I am now in Dark Knight. Okay. Um, But yeah. So you're like halfway there. Now, like, I have seen all his films except for Interstellar, but I want to continue on, like, rewatch the ones that I have already, just so, like, in the context of how I'm viewing everything right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I I might I might do something similar before Tenet comes out next summer. <laughs> that tra- that trailer when I was watching because like I remember everyone was like oh yeah this trailer for Tenet is coming out only in theaters. I saw it mm-hmm. when I was watching Hobbs and Shaw and it like totally caught me off guard. I was like whoa Tenet. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's yeah. fun it's, little it's, story. Yeah, fun little like teaser there, starring uh, John David Washington. Yeah, is Denzel Washington's son, right? Yep. Yeah, also the star of Black Klansman uh, from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So I'm I'm anticipating that film. Currently. Same. Same. Yeah, but yeah, tune in next week. We're gonna have a cool podcast on Inception. And tune in for our future episodes because we're going to have cool guests on the podcast. Hopefully. So, yeah. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Uh, But, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Catch you guys next week. Uh, Bye-bye.